0: We could take a cab as the grand finale. Yeah, that would be
1: cool. So, meantime... drive uh, through... Maybe we should take a cab and drive somewhere. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Can you afford a cab? cab is a bit costly. But <laughs> well, it could it's be done. It costs about cab. 20, 30 pounds. Maybe we should walk then. No? Yeah. But don't worry, we'll get back. My oh, God. What a great way to record someone. Gorilla Aspies podcast, written, recorded and produced by Paul Wainey. Hello and welcome to the fourth Gorilla Aspies podcast, This podcast was produced at the time of the great global plague, COVID-19, but thankfully a month before it all began, Alex Plank met with me and walked through the centre of London from Oxford Circus to Covent Garden and the Seven Dials, before travelling back to his hotel. Here is a brief recording of our meeting. We really did not have that much we wanted to talk about on here, so we just did a travel log as we went. I was too keen just to get to know Alex without demanding anything of him, to tell you the truth. Yet another quack corner is included, and note the role of one Dr. Bernard Rimland in my discussion on chelation, which is by now a forgotten treatment, and just as well, or rather I hope it is, a nice short one, and I hope you enjoy it. As ever, email me on Paul hoxtonpaul, h-o-x-t-o-n-paul, at hotmail.co.uk, or gorillaaspies at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Thank you. Alex Plank is a 33-year-old autism advocate, filmmaker, actor, and the creator of the Wrong Planet social networking site who lives in Los Angeles. Alex was diagnosed at the age of nine and coded the site at the age of 17 with his friend Dan Grover. He tutored the actor Diane Kruger in How to Be Autistic in her version of The Bridge TV series, which was the one set between America and Mexico, the tex border one. He's also acted in the TV series, The Good Doctor. So,
1: Alex. Oh, there's five guys. Yeah, that's the other thing, you see all these. I remember when there's only one of those in Washington, D.C. Right. And now it's all over the world, it's like yeah. nuts. It's
0: a franchise. Yeah, I love fun. Well, Pop down here. Hang on, I'm not like my phone's going off. So what's your impression of London town then?
1: I think it's great, I'm not a, a big fan of this area.
0: Right. Uh, I mean,
1: I, I, it's, it's interesting to see, though, for sure. Cause then I can see. You
0: know, can I ask you some wrong planet questions? Sure, why not? How did it all begin?
1: Well, I guess I started uh, working on it when I was 15 or... Uh, yeah. And uh, with my friend Dan Grover. and. Okay. Uh, well, 16, I think. Well, 15 or 16. We were both... I think he was 15 and maybe I was 16. And... Uh, we just were on this website called uh, Aspergia or something. Yeah, like that. I don't know if you remember that, but it was. It's uh, got this
0: legend like Atlantis, yeah, yeah. A, like it. yeah,
1: like it's like this mythical land where you know only autistic people live or
0: Asperger. <laughs> this Aspergers. is a very this is the Groucho Club. What is that? Very famous this Groucho Club members only. Oh, cool. All the big things going there. So you're saying about the Asperger? Yeah. Yeah. And this gave you the idea to create the group. Well, thing. we
1: were just talking about how much we could, how much the site sort of not really that great. Yeah. I mean, not to, I mean, it was fine for what it was. It just was literally like a a, a stock forum, and so we decided to create like this like super site for autism uh, that was like I guess better in that way because hmm. um, it would have all these things. We had puzzle. We had all these things. I don't know if you recall. Were you a member? How? When did you join?
0: Uh, two thousand and five.
1: Okay, so you joined when it had all the, you know, crazy stuff. We even had, like, a yeah. poetry section. <laughs> I don't right, know if you remember, remember that, that yeah. yet.
0: Should we got across, yeah.
1: So. That
0: was before I met my wife. I remember uh, connecting with somebody called Tashi, who uh, uh, was oh, the yeah. romance section. I tried chatting Tashi up. And ever since then, I've said hello to her over the years. Say, hello, I'm married, I'm happy. And Tashi oh, said hello back. I I hope she is by now. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Some yeah. people never get married. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, yeah, so, you know, is that this is kind of cool, the street.
0: Well, there you go. There's Come HSBC in. UK. Yeah. Some very nice places This was originally um, flower market, I think. Well, was this flowers. used to
1: be a different type of street though. this. Looks yeah sort of modern.
0: This is a proper maybe couple couple London back street back in the day. So it just expanded after yeah. that. Mainly now you're working on the TV stuff and the films. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I know where they were.
0: Who are you meeting with here in London?
1: Uh, I was doing uh, work with the Lancet, which is yeah. a medical journal. Okay. So uh, I'm on the Lancet Commission for Autism.
0: That's a very good sign. Very, very yeah. good. Today. I don't know what I'm
1: allowed to say about it, though. So yeah,
0: you do you not want people to know about it?
1: No, it's not that. I yeah. just I was going to go into specifics, but then you know I don't know what I'm allowed to mention because it of hasn't course. been published yet. So <laughs>
0: Pop down here. Yeah. This is where the Vienna video was shot, amongst other things. What Vienna video? We well, remember Ultravox. Ultravox, they did a song called Vienna. It was the uh, number yeah. one like forty years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. the
1: music video was quite. Uh, that was popular, here, right? That was here.
0: Yeah. They also do street theatre here.
1: Oh, this is kind of cool. Is this still so exactly?
0: Sober? Well, nowadays a lot of these stalls are What's, places where. What is this called? It's called Covent Garden.
1: This is nicer than so.
0: Yeah, it was originally as I say a flower market. Now it's are kind of something else. We are allowed to cut through here. Yes.
1: Let's do that. Yeah, you nice, think I recognize that? That
0: is an actors um church. There's some very famous people are buried there. Let me just put this down and do my close up. But yeah, a lot of street theatre happens on the cobbles there. Uh, how long have you had your service dog for? Six months. You're very fond of him. Yeah. Him or her? Him. Him, he's a character, look. isn't he? Yeah. How do you look find boy, he helps you?
1: Look. He, uh, if I start to breathe heavily, he can do a learning. He's a little Great. distracted now. Look.
0: Yeah. No, there would be lots of smells here. <laughs> we saw Call of the Wild in the cinema. My wife loves cats and dogs. We went to see that, and there was... Uh, Harrison Ford and a, and a dog that was more animated I think than anything called Buck. Got on very well there uh, Look at them character yep. So we're wrong planet have you got some, how's the membership doing?
1: Uh, good you know we've got a lot of members um, you know I think that like... It's always evolved. It's it's been an interesting thing, and it's really cool to meet people. And yeah. I haven't been able to devote as much time as I would like to, but I've been working on a lot of my uh, film and TV stuff, which I think is has good. a big impact. Uh, some pretty exciting projects that I'm developing. So that that should be cool. Good,
0: good. Take you on the scenic route. Was well, he having a good sniff? Is he? No, just thinking he's alright there. He's alright, having a, uh, relieving himself there, that's fine. That's kind of yeah. what it's there for.
1: That's what the tree's for. Thank you, yeah. Good
0: boy. Good yeah. Last time I looked it was over 50,000 members, wasn't
1: it? Well, I think it's now 150 maybe. Bloody hell. I mean, I, I know it was 130 like a year or two ago, I just haven't right. really checked. But, you know, it's also, though, that, the, uh, you know, there's less of uh, people searching for autism now on Google. So, like, you know, I think more people find it from word of mouth than by uh, yeah. searches. Because it used to be we'd get tons of traffic just from people searching random weird phrases. Right. Which I don't think people are doing much as much anymore, you know? like yeah. s- Like some bizarre things. <laughs> like, you know, like... So they're so specific. You would find that you're one day you're getting... I, I used to look at these search metrics of, like, yeah. these weird, obscure terms and, like... like in a, and it would, like, make me realize that I didn't even know that would, anyone would search for that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was just so specific. Like, anime characters, the, you know, autistic anime character from this one show or, like... I don't know. Like, that's probably not anything that someone searched for. I can't think of... Oh, I wish I could think of some of these... these uh, some of these things because they were pretty funny like or like one of the a popular search term was just like about how to go on a date or something things like that weren't even autism related
0: well in a way they are it's it's a very important social skill but
1: like they were general so yeah
0: um. because it comes down to pragmatic survival dates jobs relationships in general, and just sort of being able to live on what your own we independently, now? we're at the Seven Dials, but we're heading in the right direction. So now we're taking you through I an interesting. The Oxford Station. Well, um, we're heading
1: uh, one that has a lift.
0: Yeah, actually.
1: Do you want to look at the map and
0: see? Well, no, we can go to Covent Garden Tube Station. We I was taking you the interesting route. The uh, tell you what, let's pop. Down. I was going to take you to the Seven Dials because it's a nice yeah, walk. That's, that's right, and then we'll go down to Covent Garden. And then we're oh, on the tube. Of, uh,
1: you know this place. There's a lift yeah, in
0: Covent Garden. Good. So Only because,
1: uh, or if there's stairs, that's fine. I just
0: don't like these escalators. The, Covent Garden's got 173 stairs. That's fine. <laughs> no, it's not fine. It'll kill you. Good, well, yeah. as long as there
1: there aren- isn't an escalator. No, we're getting the lift. Doggy's like
0: fine escalators. on the lift. Yeah.
1: Because I, I worry worried his toes would get stuck. Oh, yeah. You know, because uh, if you can still get a shoelace stuck in there, and then maybe his fingers... People down.
0: usually carry dogs. On the left. Oh, no, on the escalator. On the it's alright. No, I don't blame
1: you.
0: <coughs> Chelation therapy is a process in which potent medications are used to remove heavy metals from the human body. Chelation has been used successfully to treat lead poisoning, among other disorders. Starting in the late 90s, chelation was recommended by some alternative practitioners as a tool for curing autism. However you relate to that chelation was developed to treat heavy metal poisoning discovered in people who painted naval vessels with lead-based paint. As such, it has been found to be useful for treating poisoning by arsenic, lead, mercury, gold, iron, cadmium, and copper. The idea of using chelation as a tool for treating autism grew out of a belief that mercury containing thimerosal, a preservative, in vaccines was the direct cause of a rapid increase in autism spectrum diagnosis. The theorist reasoned that if mercury was the cause of autism, then removing mercury would reinstate a neurotypical child's mind. This all ties in with some people's obsessional idea of cleaning or purifying or removing an autistic state of mind, which is very easily developed or considered in people who see autistic people and think, well, underneath all that, they're neurotypical. It's just a matter of eliminating the autism. Note this constant need to objectify our autistic natures and to categorise it into the different elements, and then to believe that those elements are real solid things, things that can be seen, can be perceived, and therefore can be quantified and removed medically. Even when used appropriately in a clinical setting, chelation can have side effects ranging from dizziness and nausea to a headache and diarrhoea. When used inappropriately and or without proper supervision, chelation can have very serious side effects that can be life-threatening. Some of these include hmm, low blood pressure, cardiac issues, seizures, brain damage, liver damage, kidney damage, dangerously low calcium levels, and anemia. What is interesting is that in my research, I found that chelation was mainly pioneered and championed by the Autism Research Institute, which was founded in 1967 by Dr. Bernard Rimland in San Diego, USA. The legend or motto of the Autism Research Institute, such as it is now, remains that autism is treatable. Now, if we believe that being autistic is how you are born and your innate nature, what is it these people are treating? What are they changing in the person? What is it they're perceiving has shifted? As of 2009, three-fourths of families with a child diagnosed with autism are trying an alternative treatment like those that were prescribed by the DAN protocol. The Autism Research Institute formally championed something called the DAN protocol, or the Defeat Autism Now, Dan advocated for alternative treatments for autism and maintained a registry of doctors that were trained by the programme to perform them. Dan was one of the more prominent advocates for the now discredited belief that vaccines may be a cause of autism. Its highest rated autism treatment was chelation, which involved removing heavy metals from the body. This chelation treatment was not supported by mainstream doctors even then. In fact, doctors told the Chicago Tribune at the time the treatments were dangerous and that misleading tests were used to show that those with autism, as they put it, had a high rate of heavy metals. According to the Chicago Tribune, metals occur naturally in the body. Very little is known about what a normal range is in terms of metal presence. Now, the Autistic Research Institute's director said in 2011 that the organization's views on autism treatments had changed. The DAN programme and doctor registry was discontinued in January 2011, which was followed by the disbanding of the DAN conference in 2012. Now, if this sounds like a medical cult, I'm not surprised. In fact, it sounds to me like one in which members were trained to accept and relate in a very specific way to all things around autism and probably quantified their results in the same frame of reference. So you saw things the same way and your results were to be seen as people wanted those results to be and were interpreted entirely within. That's right, same frame of reference. Now all gone. In Portersville, in America, on August 26, 2005, a five-year-old British boy went into a cardiac arrest after undergoing chelation therapy and died. The report I have here says that there were scant details on why Abubakar Tariq Nadama, the son of a physician, died there at the so-called Advanced Integrative Medicine Centre. The Charles family brought him there from England for the chelation treatments. At the time, the infamous Bernard Rimland, director of the autism research, commented that chelation was an appropriate treatment for autistic children. He said, it's extremely benign because you're not adding anything to the body that's toxic. You're removing toxins from the body. Chelation is extraordinarily safe. So much for that. Now, it was around about that period, about 2011-12, that the whole thing began to founder. The United States National Library of Medicine has a quote about a study that was going to be conducted by the National Institutes of Health Clinical Centre to see what chelation was all about. I quote, the study will examine whether DMSA, an oral chelating agent that removes mercury and other metals from the body, is a beneficial for children with autism. However, the study was redrawn before participants were enrolled, the issue being it was considered to be too dangerous to go near. Now, I'd like to quote the 2013 book I've been using, as amongst other sources, which discusses various treatments for autism. So I'll read you this small piece. Interestingly, two planned National Institutes of Mental Health Studies examining the effects of chelation on ASD symptomatology have been cancelled The NIMH has reportedly cancelled the studies due to dangers associated with chelation as well as a lack of scientific evidence to support the mercury poisoning hypothesis. Given this, the reliable scientific evidence supporting the use of chelation to treat ASD is not likely to be forthcoming. The scientific evidence suggests that there is significant danger associated with treating ASD with chelation. Potential permanent side effects of chelation are well documented, as I have explained. At least 30 deaths from the side effects of chelation have been reported, apparently. These deaths all occurred in medical facilities under the supervision of trained professionals, thereby demonstrated significant risk associated with this process. So what we have here is something that is made out originally to uh, purify your child into being neurotypical. But the treatment is regarded by medical science as so dangerous that they won't even take the risk of testing the thing to see if it works.